We have tremendous amount of GPS. We have good flight controllability. We have good stable drones. And the technology is so amazing. The drone won't get lost. There are a lot of sensors on board drones which will not go and hit a building or even if there's a human being. It's amazingly safe. Welcome to this episode of the Right Now podcast. I'm Ritwik Khador, your host for the day. Have you seen those small objects that hover in the air? That look like a helicopter, definitely sound like one, but can only fit probably a mouse in it. Well, in common parlance, they're called drones. And it's alright if you haven't seen one yet. Because in a short while, you'll see a lot of them around you. Yes, while... Wait, did you hear that? Anyway, while we're here, while listening to this podcast, startups, legacy businesses and governments are working together to build a drone industry. But among all this, I'm wondering, who can fly a drone in India today? Are they safe enough? What is the government doing about it? Well, if you're curious too, tag along with me to this conversation as I talk to John, the founder of the Indian Institute of Drones, to get my questions answered. So, uh, John, let's start with a simple question of why. Why do you think that businesses and individuals need the drone business or the drone technology to flourish? So number one reason is to not lose your life. Number two reason is to reduce the existing cost per work. A drone which reduces almost five times the cost of any other means which you use to execute the same job. So these are the two major reasons why everybody should now get drones in their lives, be it personal life, be it professional, military, mm-hmm. anything. Drones are going to be like just mobiles in the future. Okay, that, that's really intriguing to know. So uh, John, excuse my dearth of knowledge here, but I'm thinking out loud here. I'm imagining in a drone-enabled world, small copters will be flying over our heads all the time. Some even carrying packages for delivery, right? And I'll be scared for my life, wondering what if any of those just drop off the sky suddenly. So how is the drone technology evolving to ensure that this thing never happens? Uh, Stringent regulations, evolution of regulations, Mm -hmm. evolution of technology and flight safety. Just like it happened 100 years back with the manned aviation and then (laughs) same time with the motors, the vehicles, all these adventures, they all were scary once upon a time. So Mm -hmm. what happens over a period of time, I'll not use even few years, I'll say few decades. It takes few decades for a challenging industry to blend into human lives. That's how it works. And that's how it is going to be. Uh, six uh, years back when we started uh, our journey, even we, I used to still think, uh, how can drones fly on top of us? Yeah, it'll become heavily clogged, clustered on top of your head. That, again, is in your hands, the regulations hands. We can reduce the number of drones, limit the number of deliveries per day, per region. It's all in mm-hmm. our hands. It's not necessary that we will let uh, everybody go on free world and then just keep on delivering as much as you want. So, for example, if you are saying delivery of food using drones, I'm very not much personally in favor of e-commerce for drones. But if things happen that way, I don't know. I'm not very much in favor of that, except in remote locations, except where there is a need for such thing, except you cannot reach out to a location, except there is a very less time in all those you know, scenarios and uh, uh, needs, 
you mm-hmm. must use drone deliveries but on the uh, other hand like food delivery apparel delivery you know it's a shame that we uh, invite more laziness and you know impatience that's mm-hmm. why we want to go ahead through these routes on a fancy terms of e-commerce for drones so see we, we are talking with maturity in terms of uh, experience so uh, i think from all the angles and i understand what is the right thing yes you what you say if there are too many drones on top of your head it is really new, a nuisance so mm-hmm. in the cities it is going to be a little challenging and uh, the regulations are going to be very strict uh, but in the remote locations rural areas hills and forest regions or out there yes this is going to be a fantastic thing right so john what you are suggesting is that at every step as we progress as we allow drones into one industry and then the second at every step the government and the regulations need to be really conscious as to whether more should be allowed beyond this point more so, in terms of numbers in terms of weight in terms of payload capacity in terms mm-hmm. of flight endurance everything has to be regulated fair enough so so does that also mean that we can expect that the drones would first be allowed in industries which actually need them say for example healthcare a geographical like exploration that you do through drones do you think that uh, those are the industries which will first allow drones and then we'll probably open up for the rest yes the first allowance will go for immediate need that that would hit medicine the medical industry that is the right. first thing that will go and then comes the national security which will mm-hmm. be at the borders and uh, the third one probably will be emergency response then all the other things would come vaccine delivery even that that is something which is uh, in fact we are not innovating some new ideas on vaccine deliveries it's been done 4 5 years back already in africa when we had ebola and a lot of other outbreaks in africa uh, zipline already was doing wonderful job in delivering vac- vaccines and medical equipment micro equipment uh, in remote locations uh, so john would you say that when you mentioned flight safety protocols and other technology you know complex technology that would be involved so would you say that all this technology is already in place whether man has accomplished that level of technology that can ensure safety or would you say that there's still a long way to go there no we've ensured a, a very good amount of safety now we have tremendous amount of gps we have good flight controllability we have good stable drones and the technology is so amazing the drone won't get lost the drone won't go and hit a wall or there are a lot of sensors on board drones which will not go and hit a building or even if there's a human being it's amazingly safe yeah uh, the only thing we need to focus in the drone technology mm-hmm. is the education and the training and the knowledge of the operator and the maker got it fair enough uh, so john i'm aware that there are like 50 plus startups that have already come up in the drone space like uh, there's idea forge that's working on the military space and in the commercial space we have in drones in mumbai bubblefly in new delhi uh, we've got aero 360 in chennai and so many more and then there are startups yeah. like swiggy and danzo that are exploring that space for making deliveries like you just mentioned i look at yeah. these names and start thinking are they already using drones for commercial purposes no in india uh, elsewhere every country has got specific regulations these come under the operations of bvlos beyond visual line of sight that's what that's what stands for bvlos so a visual range is roughly about on a clear very clear sky about 1.5 kilometers 
and on average it's about mm -hmm. 600 meters is what visual line will be the, the site on which you can roughly see now um so tests are uh, in progress and uh, the test results will imply in a new regulation for dblos uh, operations which will then give a green signal for the startups involved in e-commerce uh, or i should say the drone deliveries uh, as of now the regulations of the uh, drones in india do not allow any delivery using a drone for any commercial operation nothing should be dropped from a drone that's the law yeah that appears to be really strict and for my reasons i believe <laughs> Okay, so John, there is another important name in that group of fifty plus startups in the drone space, and that's Indian Institute of Drones, that is led by you, John. <laughs> so tell us, John, how exactly is your startup contributing to this space? Okay, Indian Institute of Drones was not just a startup out of some fancy dream or something. It was a necessity because of which I had to launch Indian Institute of Drones. The parent company, Johnet Technologies, uh, is the first startup. Johnet was the one which we launched in two thousand, late two thousand fourteen, and uh, initially we started an online magazine called uh, Unman. It's a drone magazine. This was uh, my, my wife's startup. So we launched Unman magazine. We were the first that time, and now we have some online magazines as well as in, in India, and uh, we continue to do that. Uh, Uh, and in 2014, we uh, we officially registered Johnet Technologies, and uh, we did a lot of events, and uh, we were in the media space. Continue to do focusing on the drone industry at that point of time. I am a drone pilot by my experience uh, from the Indian Navy. I have flown the Searcher and Heron drones, which we India bought from the Israel, and uh, my expertise is on flying large drones. making uh, drones and not just media so in 2016 we uh, decided to go for production of drones and we started slowly our r&d work and everything that's how we uh, took off from the drone manufacturing part id was still not born in 2016 we were doing experiments and then drones still a bit nascent a lot of people were not aware of this technology much only the military military has been aware of this for the last 25 to 30 years so when we made our drones and then we used to go and tell that we got drones would you like to see then they would say okay would you like to come to our location because drones have to be proven at the customer's location not in my office mm -hmm. these are like ships are meant to sail and their worth is proven at sea and not at harbor so exactly <laughs> the same thing applies to our drones as well so we were supposed to go to their location and then we used to demonstrate how to fly, how it flies blah 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 and every demonstration used to cost us about 25 to 30000 rupees and we are a startup and that was just uh, to go demo and come back that was getting expensive if i do say 10 demonstrations in a month i am shelling out about 3 lakh rupees only on my demonstration the cost of the drone itself was about 3 lakhs so that's when the whole problem was coming what happens once you go demo they're all new for them it's a new gadget it's cool and the problem was it was not easy to operate a drone you need to be specially trained and you need to know everything about the drone before you fly it's just like flying a airplane 
or a car. You need to be trained to do that. So now that is what was stopping everybody who used to see, wow, it's an amazing gadget. It is solving a lot of problems, but who will operate it? That question used to stop them from buying. Now we did this for about six months and my cash was burning out. I don't have investors. So I was like, there has to be some way out. And until then, there were some drone training institutions. I think two were there in the country in South India. And they were all there, but it was all connected to colleges, universities. But there wasn't even a single professional drone institution in India at that time. And then this idea came to me, all right, it's costing 30,000 rupees for every demonstration. Why don't I turn around the 30,000 rupees instead of me spending the 30,000 rupees? I will make the end user spend the 30,000 rupees. So Mm -hmm. the training program was conceptualized. And then we came up with this name because Indians will believe if it is IIT, IISC, IIM. So we thought, why not get a name, a brand name that starts with Indian? Though we had a lot of challenges in registering that name, AICTE would not approve Indian Institute of Drones. So we decided no AICTE, no approvals. We will go like Indian School of Business, which will not require formal approval from AICTE or UGC or you know any such organization because we are not issuing any degree certificates. We are giving concrete training for people who are interested to understand drones and fly drones. That's about it. We will be autonomous and give a small diploma kind of a certification. And that's about it. So we somehow got this name registered and I uh, am a qualified UAV pilot. So I was the instructor. I was certifying. So with these two, uh, I should say, Trump cards, we launched Indian Institute of Drones in February 2017. And that's how IED was born. And since then, trust me, the growth arrow goes up. It has not come down. Even during pandemic, we uh, stopped offline courses and we had online courses. And uh, we launched a course called DOMP, a drone operations and management professional. And uh, we did good number of sales online. So that way we kicked off. And, the, and after we started the training institution, there are a lot of companies who came. And it is not an easy task to run a training institution where there's high risk. Drone, if it crashes, is a huge loss. You need specialists. And there are no investors who will come to you and invest because it's a new space. And later after that, last two years, three years, probably we have been seeing a lot of investments in drone industry. Mm -hmm. So that's how we survived. We maintain quality. We maintain hospitality. These are the two things which we maintain in our uh, institution. But Indian Institute of Drones stands number one in the country as on date. We are the only ones having 15 training centers across India. Nobody else has got it. We have expanded to Malaysia, Sri Lanka, Dubai, uh, very soon opening in uh, Saudi Arabia and Argentina as well. Wow, John. Your journey from being in the Navy to picking up that interest for drones to finally starting the Indian Institute of Drones now. It's really admirable, I must say. I see two things written all over your story. That is passion and resilience. So you're passionate about drones right from your days in the Navy where you control them and build them and you've carried it in everything you've done since then. And it's especially visible because I believe that once you get into this learning and training uh, business, it shows how really passionate you are about the subject that you want more people like you to know and learn about drones and to 
uh, probably experienced the beauty of drones as you have. And second is obviously the resilience. You found barriers all along the way, but that has only motivated you to try harder. And that's really admirable to see. Even now, uh, I'll tell you, uh, <laughs> now we, uh, we've got a lot of investors. I'm saying no, because I know the value of my company now. And I'm waiting for the right time to get investors on board. Mm-hmm. Because uh, training is just one wing of our company. Jonic Technologies has sold more than 80 drones in the last three years. We have okay. sold drones to the military, sold drones to you know Indonesia, in Sri Lanka, a lot of companies here. We have partly, I can use the word, invented a technology that uh, gives approval for every drone on digital sky platform, which is mandatory uh, need by mm-hmm. the law. So this was this is a very small module that weighs about 80 grams. And uh, we created this and, uh, you know, country's largest companies like Tata Advanced Systems, we have the Madhya Pradesh Flying Club. These are all big companies. They are buying this thing from us because of our technology. So we, we, we are able to master that part. Now we are very soon you know, launching micro nano drones uh, and we are targeting military larger drones. So it's mm-hmm. drones, drones, drones everywhere. And mm-hmm. that, that's how we live. Absolutely. Okay. So John, now yeah. that I know exactly what you're up to, I want to take the liberty of getting a bit more technical here. So the government recently released the okay. unmanned aircraft system rules 2021. You know, unmanned aircraft system is also called drones and UAV in the common parlance. Well, as a layman being a concern of safety, I see it as a welcoming move. But you tell me as an expert, what is the industry's perception around this new policy? See, most of the people who are going to be involved in this are the startups, the business people, the businessmen. End user really, you know, uh, is not bothered much about the law because in this space or any new technological space, the buyer always tells the seller, all right, boss, you take care of the legal aspects of this activity and then you sell this product to me. I'm ready to pay. Now, Mm -hmm. for the seller who's the manufacturer, who's a service provider, training coordinator, whoever it is, for that startup or organization, they want ease of operation. Now, ease of operation is what every startup wants, and they don't want too much of running around uh, with the government agencies, be it QCI or DGCA or anybody. Now, from that perspective, it's complex. It's difficult. Everybody says, oh my goodness, we've got much more new system, new rules. Earlier, micro-category drones didn't have the UAOP. Now they also need to put UAOP for micro-category drones. And nano-drones also should be registered. And everything, every new addition, those are not very welcoming from the industry's perspective. But if you ask me personally, I think every law, what is being passed, has been scrutinized, debated, well-thought, discussed in numerous endless prolonged meetings with various agencies it doesn't happen just like that i've been a part of the manufacturing committee during the 2018 car formulation so i know deep inside plus i have been in the defense uh, on the other side seeing what closely used to go government says flight safety comes first security mm-hmm. comes first and uh, keeping these two things in your mind you develop a technology if you can develop, develop a technology so far to this extent, which can solve a lot of problems, you might as well add some more security-oriented technology. That's all. So industry's perspective still remains negative. But ask me personally, law is pretty good. 
it is difficult it is complex but yes if you follow the law trust me you'll reap a lot of benefits i'll tell you i'll give you an example until i didn't get approval from dgca for one of my drones i couldn't sell even one single drone we got approval last october and since last october the very same drone we've sold about 13 units to mm-hmm. different customers so the moment you get an approval from government it becomes quick so it's a good thing right so john it's great that you see the positive side of the policy although like what you rightly mentioned there's a plenty of criticism going around in the ecosystem around this entire policy so digging deeper on that one of the main reasons why the policy is being criticized is that the policy prohibits drones that may be used beyond visual line of control like you mentioned earlier or bv loss as we call it which by the way is very similar to what the usa uk and even australia has the stance on drones so now on this point john what is this entire obsession around bv loss drones bv loss is is a fantasy to be very precise for the commercial industry any fantasy is usually followed by obsession that's why you are using the right word obsession the fantasy is that i am sitting here i want a beer bottle so i'll call the shop and that guy takes off his beer bottle and then he puts it in the box of the drone and he sends it it comes to me and i'm chilling at the beach with my beer now everybody's imagining that we want a life like that we want a cool stuff like that but with all these things the complexity is going to multifold in terms of traffic management of drone so now this obsession is there and then you keep pumping in a lot of money towards that you raise funds no once you raise funds trust me it's no more obsession it's compulsive delivery which you have to give back to your investors so by default all these startups who have raised funds who are in the business of delivery they don't have a choice but to only go further there's no coming back because they have convinced these investors to put money into their company telling them that this is the future now the future has to be very smartly calculated by the entrepreneurs they don't calculate properly they are in trouble this is exactly what is happening and that's why there a lot of there is a lot of criticism happening in the industry bv loss is a fantastic thing if it really happens but to make it happen you need a tremendous amount of technology and there's one technology which is anti drone technology the day we have a solid a very good anti drone technology across the world bv loss becomes a major hit it it will be a successful outcome then until and unless you have anti drone technology you will not have successful bv loss operations fair enough like you mentioned definitely it's a fantasy that we all would love to bring to reality but then even we cannot think of the consequences it might bring along with it okay so let's have some quick bites first question yeah. which state according to you has the most facilitative drone policy as of now telangana because of their first initiative even before telangana was separated from andhra pradesh of course andhra pradesh was the first state to launch a government organization exclusively for drone operations within the state called drone corporation of andhra pradesh fair enough by when do you think that the drone deliveries can become a viable logistic solution in india 2029 2030 okay that's like 9 years from today so let's yes, still a long way to go okay so considering the new rules which we just talked about can i as a normal citizen continue to fly those mini drones for leisure for casual photography etc yes you can buy the registered drone and fly within green zones 
Right. So that means that when I buy any drone from, you know, a branded shop that would usually come with a registration within the box. Is it so? Yes, it should come with the registration with the, the drones, which are sold in the shops must be registered with DGCA. If you are buying a drone, which is not registered with DGCA, then both the seller and the buyer are committing a crime. Understood. Okay. So John, to be honest, those were some really intriguing insights on the industry that you just gave. Now I want to end this conversation on a high note. So the drone industry has seen a host of green lights in the past one year. And allow me to give you a brief walkthrough. Between April 2020 and June 2020, that is the lockdown era, drones were used by local governments for lockdown surveillance. So then drones were used in the anti-locust drives that we all heard about. Now, in August 2020, the government of India launched the platform, which you are talking about now, the Digital Sky platform, right? So this is an umbrella platform for all drone-related activities for an integrated solution to everything drones does, right? From the registration of the drones, like you mentioned, to intimating manufacturing and everything else. In October 2020, DGCA, which is the government body that controls civil aviation in India, gave a nod to government bodies and private drone manufacturers to become pilot training schools for drones, which I believe also impacted your company. Yeah, it it enhanced, not just in. Right. So in November 2020, again, DGCA got the nod from the finance ministry to set up a dedicated drones directorate, which means now a group of eight officials will work to address safety issues around drones specifically. This, I believe, is a formal recognition of the drone industry, if I may. Yes, correct. So now fast forward to May 2021, the Telangana government, like you mentioned, started the Medicine from the Sky project for using drones for vaccine delivery. Blue Dart, for example, is one of the eight companies that has been shortlisted to participate in this. And finally, this month itself, 20 startups, including Swiggy, Dunzo, ShopX, and many more have received Ministry of Civil Aviation's approval to carry out experimental drone flights operations in India for beyond the visual line of sight or BV loss, as we just spoke about. Right. So there's all this and I'm sure I've missed out many much such industry altering news. But this tells me about the rising opportunity in hand. We're excited and I'm sure you are too. So John, can you tell us what are some of those important events that you can foresee happening as a run up to a drone enabled world? The next thing that is going to happen is the service industry, which is getting real good approvals from the government to use drones for carrying out a lot of work that includes survey, inspection, analysis of the stockpiles. Industrial use of drones as service is going to see a major boom in our country. What is going to get affected is going to be the filming industry because until now, DJI was the fanciest and most used drone across the filming industry in India. Now, DJ drones will not be able to fly in India because of not having NPNT compliance. And that affects a lot of filming, film and production companies. So to have a drone with that capability of that quality and such a price is very difficult in India right now. That is the only affected area. But services and surveillance are a very booming thing in India. That's really exciting to know. Right. And uh, we've, we're glad we've caught you early on before you become bigger in all forms. And since you've opened a training institute, which teaches them how to fly drones. So I think that's a very good pivotal point for an access to everything which is happening in the industry. 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, because we are in the manufacturing, we are in the services, we are in the training, we are in rentals, mm-hmm. we are in resource management, we are in uh, pilot management. So that gives us access to almost everything in the industry. That's great. So John, great conversation. I really loved it. And I have some great takeaways. Thank from you. Him. I also had a great time conversing.